my friends, and welcome back to another podcast episode. Uh, it's been a little while since I recorded uh, this intro and said hi to you. Um, a lot has happened. I put out the first single for my new album that will be out next year. The first single is called Feeling Everything, Holding On To Nothing. And yeah, it's out everywhere now. Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, wherever you listen to music. I also filmed an official music video, my very first music video in Barcelona. I stayed two months in Barcelona and filmed this music video before I moved to Berlin, where I am now. Um, I am still trying to properly move in somewhere in Berlin. So it's a little bit echoey, the sound is a little bit DIY, but at least I'm talking to you. So, you know, we are uh, beginning to uh, reach the end of this year. And it feels very special because, you know, it's the end of a decade. It's the beginning of another decade. And I have a lot of thoughts that I am going to share with you in the next episode about leaving a cycle, a life cycle and entering a new one. The importance of daring to completely let go of past versions of you, past relationships, past homes, past careers and jobs and and friendships even. Um, but I'm going to uh, dive deeper into that in the next episode. So as a lot of you might know, some of you might not know, I am a very dedicated yoga practitioner. I am studying the philosophies and practicing the yoga and meditating as good as I can. <laughs> um, mostly because finding the yogic philosophies and the practice of yoga healed my anxiety a couple of years ago. I developed a really bad anxiety and constant worry from spending too many years living homeless on the road touring and trying to <laughs> trying to get by uh, with very little money and not really any certain future and I, I started reading the books and slowly started to meditate and learn about visualization and um, all those wonderful ancient teachings and I am still practicing it almost every day. I'm really trying to do something every day, even if it's just a 10-minute meditation, sitting on the floor, feeling my breath, tuning into my own rhythm. It has made me a better person, a better songwriter, because I can sit down and only focus on writing a song. I no longer worry about the three million things that are floating in my head. Uh, on the good days at least you know no one is perfect there is no end to practicing meditation it's a constant journey but uh, let's get back to the point it's a big part of my life and therefore I have been wanting to get someone onto the podcast who could really introduce meditation in a really beautiful but also easy to understand way for all of you 
So, my wonderful guest today, Kelly Smith, was the perfect person to do this. Kelly is a yoga and meditation teacher, and she has a podcast called Yoga For You, where she's sharing short guided meditations. And this is how I found her. Those meditations are wonderful. She has a really calming voice. And I just, I love that meditation has become so, um, what do you say, easily accessible. You don't have to pay to learn meditation. It's free. You sit down and you just close your eyes and you tune in to yourself. There are no rules, really. Whatever feels good for you. But to, you know, to get into it, a guided meditation is the best way. I hope that this episode with Kelly can give you a little understanding for what it is. I know that the concept of meditating can seem a bit scary sometimes, like it's something large and spiritual and, you know, you don't even really know what the goal is with it. Um, So I hope that this will just give you an easy understanding of what it is, how you can start, and then go and find yoga for you on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a try. Do it as a challenge. That's always what I recommend. Don't, you know, try to promise to do it every day for a year. That's a stupid promise because it's not going to happen. But give yourself maybe um, a seven-day challenge. For seven days, I'm going to meditate for five minutes first thing when I wake up. That is easy. Everyone can do something for seven days. That's not a long time. And, um, you know, the goal is that after those seven days, you feel like it has given you something and it's giving you five minutes of silence or peacefulness. And um, that's how you start, slowly. So, uh, you can find Kelly at yogaforyouonline.com. Or find her on Instagram, yoga for you online, uh, or search for it on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, here is my episode with Kelly Smith from Yoga for You. So, hi Kelly, and welcome to my podcast. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. So, I have already introduced you a little bit to um, the audience in the intro, but in your own words, who are you and what do you do? So, I'm Kelly and I am the founder of Yoga for You, which is a location independent yoga and meditation school. So, I teach yoga, I teach meditation, um, but I like to focus on some of the less physical aspects of yoga. So, things like restorative yoga and yoga nidra and meditation. And then I'm probably best known for my podcast, which is called Mindful in Minutes. And it's all short guided meditations. Um, They're less than 20 minutes and they're all kind of like real world tactile topics. So things like anxiety relief and, um, you know, meditations for insomnia or building confidence and things like that. And then I spend most of my days um, traveling around and doing events and retreats and then um, training. So I do a lot of trainings and meditation and yoga nidra and things like that. So that's what I do. It's always really fun when you're asked, like, what do you do? And I'm always thinking, I don't even, I don't even really know what I do. Like, how do I explain this to people but you did it really well 
<laughs> yeah, I never really knew how to do that either. And then finally, I just started using location independent yoga and meditation school. And I just, mm. I stick with that. And then if people are interested, they'll ask more questions and then I can tell them more about what I do. Otherwise, I stick. But it's hard. It's hard to say this is what I do because usually people like you and I, we do so many different things. It's hard to just put it into one kind of job title. Yeah. And for the listeners, I'm going to have all this linked in the show notes. You can just go in and, and check everything out for yourselves. Um, so what made you get into your own uh, spiritual and mindful journey from the beginning? What made you discover all this? Well, I started practicing yoga when I was young, when I was just like 14, um, because I was an athlete. And so I started practicing yoga as a form of cross training for my sports. Um, but I was only into just the physical. I didn't, you know, I, I'm what I call now a Shavasana skipper where I would like at the end of class where you lay there and you're supposed to be doing, you know, relaxation and final rest. I would just roll up my mat and kind of sneak out the door because I thought it was a waste of time, which now in hindsight to me is very funny because I teach styles of yoga that are just basically like all Shavasana for 45 minutes. Um, but it wasn't until I was 16 and my mom was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer that I started to explore some of the more therapeutic benefits of yoga. So she, um, I was her primary caregiver during that time and she was into yoga too. And she couldn't do obviously like a vigorous practice or anything like that. And, and we started to explore kind of some gentle movement and a lot of mindfulness and meditation at that time. And it's something that not only did I see kind of the transformation that she went through and how it helped her, but it also helped me um, through one of the most difficult times during my life. And so it was something that I explored during that time, but I didn't really dive into it until after university, where I finally got the courage to go and start doing a teacher training. And I always thought, you know, no one really teaches yoga and meditation as a career. So I, you know, went and got what I call like a real job and things like that. And, um, but I was always kind of called back to yoga and meditation. And it wasn't until um, I moved with my husband for his job for the first time to a, a completely new place and I had to leave my job that I decided I was going to finally um, have the courage to try to do this on my own and to try to make yoga and meditation my career. I discovered meditation and, and yoga uh, quite a few years ago now, but I found just, let's say, six, seven years ago, I was a little bit embarrassed about kind of writing about it and saying to people that I was meditating because it was still kind of the stigma I felt that people felt like it was a bit woohoo and like it's a certain kind of person. And it's really beautiful to see just now, the last two years maybe, how it's so embraced by everyone. It's so well known and there are so many scientific studies telling you that this is good for this and this is good for that. And um, I, I really love that there is so much available on the internet, which obviously you help with too. Is, was that something that you had to overcome when you started out, that you had to explain to people the benefits and what is this? And Yeah, I I definitely did. I Especially, I mean, this was something that I was kind of always into and, and I can relate to what you just said of, I mean, when I was like a 16-year-old, girl in high school and, you know, I, and even in college and I was really into, um, you know, yoga and meditation and things like that. And that just wasn't something that people were really into. So I always kind of felt a little bit like the odd one out, or I just, I've always, my whole life just felt like a little bit different. Um, and then when I moved 
to uh, when I did that first move and I decided to eventually open up my own studio. It was in a very um, it was in a very small town. It was in a very rural part of the U.S. And um, it was a place that was even I would say things like yoga and meditation were even less embraced than in other places. I was moving from a large metropolitan area to in this very kind of small rural town. And I had to really, there are a lot of people that were telling me, you know, that yoga and meditation were against their religion, that they didn't want to practice it. They weren't very happy that I was there and offering this. And, and I kind of just had to meet people where they're at and just kind of explain to them and let them know like, Hey, you know, yoga and meditation just make you a better, whatever it is, that you are, if you, you know, if you are a Christian or whatever it is, like yoga meditation, just make you a better person. So then you can better serve or better do whatever it is that you're doing. And I really found that kind of taking that approach and just meeting people where they're at helped me overcome that. But it's certainly something that, that I struggled with and I had a hard time with. Um, but I, I would agree with you that maybe just in the last year or two, it's something where, there's so many more people now seeking it. They see the benefits of it. They hear about it, but they don't necessarily know how to practice it. So even though we know that it's good for us, um, and I think part of that stigma of it being a little kind of woo-woo and out there or maybe some kind of a religious practice or something like that, I think that's starting to fall away. And we have people that are interested, but we still don't. There's a lot of people that just don't know how to practice it. They don't know where to get started. So there's still kind of a lot of mystery around that, too. Yeah, exactly. And so let's stick to that. I know that there are so many different lineages and philosophies when you dig a bit deeper, but to keep it kind of simple, the, you know, the fundamentals of it, for someone who maybe have heard the word meditation and they know that there are some people who do it and they maybe want to try it out, but they have no clue, how do you do this and where do I start? What would you, um, what tips and advice would you give to them? Like where... Where do they start? What is it? How would you explain it in in some simple terms? Yeah, so I always tell people that meditation is just single-pointed concentration. So I describe it as like your mind is a light bulb. So when we're just out kind of living our day-to-day lives, it's, you know, like a light bulb where we flip the switch on and there's light shining in all directions. But then when we meditate, we're trying to take that light bulb and we're trying to turn it into like a laser So you're trying to take all that same energy and that same light, but you're trying to take it all and focus it just on one thing, single point of concentration. And then that light becomes so much more concentrated and intense on your one point. So with that, when you, if you think about it, just a single point of concentration, there's a lot of different things that you can do. So for a lot of people doing something like a guided meditation is really helpful because then you can just put in your earphones and hit play for a lot of people, just focusing on the sensation of your breath is really powerful, or maybe you just repeat like a mantra or something positive to yourself. But meditation is not as, you know, kind of complicated as people make it seem. It's just single point of concentration. We know that anywhere from eight to 12 minutes a day is enough to get the benefits from it. So I always tell people just 10 minutes every day, and you don't need to really sit in any special position. You don't need to, you know, do have crystals or do anything fancy. Just Come to stillness, either focus on your breath, listen to a guided meditation, or just be present with your thoughts. For 10 minutes, I always tell people, try to do the first 10 minutes of the day or the last 10 minutes of the day, because if you try to just fit it in somewhere, you probably will fill that space with other things. So I tell people, kind of sync it up with bed, first 10 or last 10, and you just let the experience happen. 
So there really is no such thing as like a good meditation or a bad meditation. You just experience for about 10 minutes and then you're done and that's it. Then you do it again the next day. And it's really just, it's that simple. It's just single point of concentration and you choose what your point of concentration is. And then you just do 10 minutes a day and that's it. That's perfect. That's so good. And I also... Um, feel personally that it takes also a while to find a technique that really works for you. I was searching, you know, I was trying out some different guided meditations and then I tried Buddhist meditation and different kinds. And it takes a while to actually find, first of all, a teacher and then um, a technique that works. And then you have to just stick to it, I think, for a little bit until sometimes you have those aha moments of like, oh, I think I felt something there. And then you're just trying to reach for those moments that you get a little more often, a little more often. And it's it's a journey, definitely something to keep in mind, I think. Yes, I think that's I think that's an excellent point. And it's also something that, I mean, it does take time. If you think about meditation, it's kind of like training for your brain. So like if I was going to decide I was going to go run a marathon, I might only be able to run for a few minutes at first when I'm first trying, and then I'll have to walk for a while. But then over time, I'll get a little bit stronger. I'll kind of get into a groove, and I'll start making progress a little bit faster. And it's the same thing with meditation for your mind. So you have to kind of be patient with yourself and have grace and know that, you know, it's not something where you do it one time and all of a sudden, you know, the meaning of life will be revealed to you. It's kind of just like mental training for your mind and just to stick with it and to continue to do it and know that it's a process. And, and I think what you said about, you know, there's so many different types of meditation out there and it's really just about finding the style that's right for you and finding your own personal formula. And that's where people find the most success is once they found the one that works for them, which is very different for everyone I've found. Yeah, definitely. And then to take it a step further, maybe there are some listeners who are maybe a bit more advanced who have been meditating for a while. They have maybe been reading some books and done some trainings. Do you have any tips or advice for people who might want to go a bit deeper into their practice? Um, Do you have maybe some techniques or certain uh, teachers they should look up or books or how do you advance a meditation practice? So I think some of the ways that you start to advance is you do try to start um, doing your meditation practice for longer. So if you feel like, oh, you know, I do this every day for, you know, 10, 20, even 30 minutes. If you feel like you've kind of plateaued, I would definitely try to sit a little bit longer or whatever position you're in. Try to do it a little bit longer. Try to challenge yourself. Try to stay with your point of concentration for longer. Um, I would also encourage people that feel like they want to take the meditation a little bit further is perhaps that's when you try to find a teacher that you can work with more personally, because you may be, um, you may need someone to kind of push you a little bit to help you with your personal practice. And that might be time to go try to find like a meditation teacher or a meditation coach. Um, or if you want to advance a little bit further, you may want to explore some different styles. So it's kind of like, um, you know, challenging yourself to do something new. And if you feel like you've plateaued, it may be time to try to explore something different, maybe a different style or, um, you know, read a book on different techniques or even take some kind of like an online course or something like that. But the thing about meditation is it's it's your own personal practice and, and no two meditation practices are going to be the same. So if you feel like you have gotten as far as you can with what you have around you, it's probably time to either find a teacher or 
take a course or do something like that to kind of consciously learn more and go further with your practice. Yeah, I think it's it's super important to remember that it is your own practice. I, I find that when you start thinking of any kind of mindfulness practice as something that only belongs to you, there is no rule book, there is no right and wrong, then you can take inspiration from a lot of different people and teachers and books and audio tapes and you take the parts that resonate with you and you create your own little universe. And I think what feels really good to me is that this is a practice that you don't have to be able to explain to anyone. You don't need to tell anyone about it. This is just your practice and you can change it and add to it and make it yours. And I think that is really, really beautiful and comforting. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, to me, meditation is just getting to know yourself a little bit better. And there is, I mean, if to me, it's just moving a little bit closer to your true and authentic self or your soul or whatever it is that you want to call it. And no one can know that and no one will know it like you know it. And so there's no pressure to have a meditation practice that looks like anyone else's. It's just you're exploring your own kind of internal workings and that's going to look very different for everyone. Mm. Um, I am personally a big reader. I kind of slipped into yoga meditation by reading the the philosophy books. Do you have uh, your own books that you read and maybe felt like this one really changed my life or this one really gave something to me? If you have maybe one or two books to pass along. Yes, there's definitely a book. It's not super specific meditation related, but it's a book that I recommend to everyone. And it's called The Yamas and the Niyamas. And it's by Deborah Adele. And it explores the first two limbs of yoga. And it's probably one of the most transformational books that I've read. And then I assign it in um, my yoga teacher trainings. And it is, it's really incredible. And it goes through like the yamas and yoga are kind of how you interact with the world around you. And then the niyamas is how you interact with yourself. And it's basically how you can be practicing yoga um, even when you're not on a yoga mat. And it's, it's a really beautiful book and it has a lot of great um, kind of nuggets of wisdom in there. That's so funny you said that. I just gifted that book to a friend of mine the other day. That book... Did you? It's a wonderful yeah. book. It's so good. I love it. And that was actually one of the books that introduced me to to the philosophy of all this. And I love that, you know, there are some books like the Bhagavad Gita that are these traditional old textures. And they're kind of a bit hard to read sometimes. Like you really need to study them. But this book, The Yamas and Niyamas, it's so easy to take in and understand right away. You can read it as, you know, a daily thing on the bus and it's not going to be hard. So yeah, I can definitely back that book. <laughs> yes, I love that book. And I love I love Deborah Dell. She actually lives, I get to go and see her speak sometimes because she lives in the same state as I do. And she's just, she's a really incredible person. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so if there are some people that are still doubting this, like, why should I try this? And I don't, I don't see the purpose of it. What can you give us last advice to people to just give it a go? Oh, there's so many wonderful benefits. I mean, you're going to start sleeping better. You're going to feel better. You're going to have better relationships with yourself and others. You're going to have less anxiety. You'll have less stress. You're heart will be healthier. Your circulation will improve. You'll have better concentration during your everyday tasks. You will have better emotion regulation. You will just people who meditate tend to feel better. They tend to have a more positive outlook on life and they tend to 
be able to form more deep and meaningful connections with people. So if anyone's listening to this and they think I have no stress, I sleep like a baby, I have no anxiety, all my relationships are perfect, I know myself perfectly, I never have any anxiety or any worry or anything like that, then sure, you can probably pass on meditation. But if you are have even just a little bit of issue with any of those things, I think it's definitely worth giving meditation a try. Mm, definitely. So if people want to connect with you, find your classes and meditation programs, where do you want to direct them? Um, they can go to my website. So it's um, www.yogaforyouonline.com. Um, all of everything's on there. Um, they can also find me on Instagram. I do answer like DMs and things like that. So that's at Yoga For You Online. And then um, if they want to check out the meditations, they can go to my podcast. So wherever they're listening to our voices right now, um, you can just type mindful in minutes in the search and then it'll it'll pop up. Perfect. And again, I'm going to link all this in the show notes. So you can just click on it right there. Um, thank you so much, Kelly, for being on my podcast and for spreading so much wis wisdom in the world. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of my little podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I do have a couple of more um, recorded episodes with some wonderful guests, but I am starting to feel like I would love to just sit and talk <laughs> with you guys about things that I'm thinking about and doing. And I had this really interesting idea of doing something like answering one question or letter or subject uh, per month. So basically, you could send in a question about anything. And it's not that I am, you know, I can probably not answer any questions because I know nothing. I don't know more than you about life. But it would be a really cool way for me to dig into a question and just kind of uh, philosophize about it in my own way and uh, maybe come up with some cool little thoughts and then we can keep discussing it in like on the social media or something. I would really love that. Um, yeah, please let me know uh, what you think about it. Please let me know if you enjoyed my solo episodes, if you prefer the interview episodes, uh, if you want to know more about my <laughs> my life and my music, or if you would rather hear about other people's inspiring journeys. Um, I love recording this podcast, so please let me know. Uh, what what you want me to do with it anyway uh, it's now 20th of December and I have just decided on the release date for the next single, it will be out early January so please don't miss that because that is maybe my favorite song on the album coming out and um, yeah let's make 2020 a glorious start of a new decade Thank you for listening. I love you guys. Bye-bye.